The Pinball Network is online. Launching Free Play Pinball Podcast. Dear Santa, how have you been? How is Mrs. Santa Claus? How are the elves? I'm writing today because I've been pretty good this year, but probably not my best. But I'm trying to make up for it. It's the end of the year. It's Christmas time. And I'm feeling very generous. I hope you are too. Santa, this year has been rough on pinball. We've had a lot of ups, but I think we've also had a lot of downs. I think it would be great this year if you could find it in your heart to send us an elf. A savior of such. Someone that can help us to make pinball fun again. Somebody that can help gift us all of us. Well, not the bad ones, but most of us. Something that we can hang on to as we continue to survive through these weird and trying times. I really hope you can find it in your heart to not help me, but to help the masses. Yours truly. Amanda. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Free Play Pinball Podcast, Episode 11. Apparently, Santa read my letter because he delivered the busiest Christmas elf in the town. We have Dwight Sullivan on. Merry Christmas, Dwight. Merry Christmas. Hey, how's it going, Merry everybody? Merry Christmas, brother man. How how's, are you? Hello, Pinball Land. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I am. I'm actually. I am super busy the last three days. I've been working pretty hard to get. A release out but um other than that i'm not even more busy than you guys you everybody's busy oh see that's a lie so i'm gonna it's call a, you yeah. out right here it's a busy yeah. time of the year no Dwight, listen my, is busy for you and and my inbox has been blowing up with stern releases code update stern releases code update stern releases code update but i didn't do all of those i only did the turtle one and the mando one. Oh, you okay so too, didn't you i did what there was a Monsters release in there too, wasn't there? No, there was no Monsters release. Yet, that's the one he's working on tonight. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you've been be. busy. Right. You guys have a lot going on with the uh, with the Insider Connect, and I know everybody's trying to get ready with that, and then just you know code completion. So for all of the good little boys and girls, the really really good ones that own Sterns, you get a code update. <laughs> and you get a code update. And, and everybody gets a code update. Yeah, except it's like Oprah. It is. It is. You know, handing out code updates. But we are so glad that you could take time to hang out with us. You're my favorite in all of pinball. I absolutely love you. I had so much fun hanging out and actually meeting you in person at Expo. And always a joy to have you on. So thank you for I'm, taking time. I'm very, very honored. I don't deserve any of your any of your words. Um, but thanks. Well, Wait, so you, you get me, though, because we have that connection. We do. We It's the Harry Potter connection. Before this goes there, I'm going to interrupt you, okay? <laughs> Bill's already checked Don't out. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I have a half hour worth of uh, dishes I can go do upstairs while you guys talk about it, though. No, but seriously, Dwight, is there a time of year where it's not busy for you? Literally, every time I talk to you, it's always well, I, go, 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 go. I've been, working, I've been working on a few games lately, but it's just, I don't know. It's Yes, there are times of the year when I'm, when I'm okay, when I'm, when I'm not busy. Mm. I just don't know when they were. Like I took a I, in 2019, I took a vacation. Ooh. Right in 2019, I went to Australia for two weeks, and the family went to the Grand Canyon. Nice. So that was so that was like I took time off in 2019. Like that's you know isn't that and good? And you enough? survived Australia because Australia, I, 
I'm so pissed because I didn't see, I didn't do much while I was there because I was on this like, I was on this 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 conference tour. I was mm-hmm. jo- I was asked to come and speak at a conference, and every single day my day was planned by the conference. So I didn't get to do much other than other than conference things. So nothing now, tried to kill you while you were there. Um, no, no. Was mm. did you you ran into Rodan while you were down there though? To right. Who? Oh, Rodan. Rodan. Yeah. Is, yeah. Rod, is, Rodan. Yeah. Rodan. Rodan. I I've been pronouncing his name wrong. Rodan. Rodan. He's a good Rodan. friend. Uh, pinball Rodan. friend in Australia. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was great. He. He took me all around um, and showed me and showed me around and showed me the beach, showed me all kinds of things. Yeah, he he could talk, and we were nice in his truck for He's very nice. Yeah. yeah. So there, see, in 2019, I wasn't busy. Oh. For two oh, weeks. Okay, so yeah. Well, so no, two... and the whole family went to the Grand Canyon. That was really cool. I know for two weeks. You you didn't do anything for two weeks. Well, and then and then right right so. So I've, yeah. I've flown over the Grand Canyon. A few times. It's big, very yeah, grand. It's, yeah, it's. It was my first time there, and and you just you just can't describe it. It's way like when you're standing in front of it, it just doesn't get old. Like like the next day you go back and look at it again, you could just stand there and look at it for a good two three minutes. It's just pretty amazing. And then we flew a helicopter over it and back, That's and cool. we yeah. If we ever <laughs> go back again, the thing we the only thing we didn't do like we took the jeep tour and we took the bicycle tour. And we took a helicopter thing over it, and that was all. Of that was great. Um, the thing we didn't do was the boat ride down the down the river. And I'm, I'm oh, the Colorado uh, River, right? Right, exactly. I'm 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 gonna do that next time. Wait, did you guys do the Hoover Dam when you were there? Or no. Yeah. So we flew into Vegas, and then we spent the night in Vegas, and we saw Penn and Teller, and then we shot guns down the street. They have this that cool place where you can shoot any gun you'd ever want to shoot, like rifles and machine oh, guns. They have machine guns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then the next day we went to the Hoover Dam and then out to the, out to the Grand Canyon and then we spent like three or four days in the Grand Canyon and then came home. Nice. Well, okay. So it, as a Southerner who loves her Second Amendment rights, did you get to shoot a 50 caliber gun? I did not. Um, okay. So they have that's a that's a bigger gun. That it, so, it's and just, they have that you can they, they, like outside in the parking lot they have mm-hmm. cars that you can just destroy with like 50 caliber guns. And that was, that was something that we didn't do. Yeah. I, just like and they have like around. tanks. They have like tanks that you can drive over cars and stuff. And they, see now that I would up. sign up for, I have anger yeah. management problems, so I would definitely do that. Yeah. So you could do all of that in Vegas. You could, you know, you can rent a tank and drive it over a car. Mm-hmm. And my husband will not be listening to this episode because <laughs> I can't afford that trip right now after Christmas shopping. Um, I have a friend. Like, I, I got you the gift of me being at TPF. Are you going to be there? Oh, I'm so putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. I I want to go there. I'm actually thinking about it. I gotta yes. figure out if I gotta figure out if maybe Stern can help me pay for it. But um, even if they don't, I gotta figure out how to go. Yes. Have they? I, bet I you, owe I bet you burritos. Up. I owe you burritos. Do you? I do because we were going to go get them because I, during Expo we were going to go get them and then time just got away and everything got crazy and we didn't get a chance to. And Bill was never around. Bill, are you going? Um, working on trying to figure out. So the problem is, is I got to have somebody get my daughter off the bus at three o'clock. Forever, how many days I'm gone? 
So I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay. Um, but I am trying. So, yeah. Would Mike is Mike coming? Mike is coming. Um, we already have the time off, and I believe we um, flipping out is not going to have a booth set up like they did at Expo, but the Pinball Network will, and um, and I will definitely be an ambassador there, and hoping to to kind of see everybody and kind of reconnect some more um, with everybody so I, there. I don't. Is it so? Is it, it's probably too late to get a hotel room now, right? It's probably all booked. God, no. I hope not because we haven't gotten one yet. No, no? there's okay. like four hotels down there. Yeah, they're all. Well, they're I meant like, right like they're at the like at the at the convention. At, at the actual at. place, I have heard that it's not, but um, I will get with you offline and let you know because I was gonna get with Bill and I think Steve Beatty was gonna try and go too, um, and let you know where we're staying too because I was supposed to book that three days ago. It was on my list and I forgot it. But it's like right next door. It's it's literally you walk across a parking lot. Yeah, from there's what like I two told. hotels that are. I no, mean, I like, yeah, I'm not that afraid. We walked all over that place when I was there before, and you could have easily been three blocks away and been fine, you know. Yeah, I've heard it's more crazy. commutable than Expo, especially now with the new location. So. The new location was harder. You know, there, you didn't have like options for food in the parking lot and stuff like that. That was a there real was location. Food was nice. there, because the only thing I found in the parking lot was some guy's trunk with a lot of malt liquor. My bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but y'all weren't thirsty, now were you? No, uh, we were not. But I was wearing a t-shirt and it was raining and 40 degrees outside. What did you come home with? I came home with pneumonia. No, I didn't really come right. home with pneumonia. I had a good time. I went to Chicago and all I got was pneumonia. Yeah, right. And this rash that won't clear up. And I got That's to see my first another story. Yeah, yeah, we're and we're back on prison wallets. <laughs> <laughs> I Maybe. didn't bring it up this time. You did. <laughs> uh, I just tried to make it funny. It. No, no, no. Yeah, you know what though? But Expo is a good time. But yeah, Texas is better. Well, let me rephrase that. Texas is nice because the weather was better when we were down there, and you had Everything more to do with bigger in Texas, distance. right? Yeah. Right, yeah. but you right. I I prefer I think well this expo was different but it I mean I love Texas but I love Expo too. I don't know mm-hmm. it's hard for me to pick. I've only been to one but I really really enjoyed Expo for the sheer fact that I liked the the vendor area and the free play area was separate. I didn't like that the hours were so extremely different but I really liked that they were separate because if I was looking for somebody I wanted to talk to who was directly working in the in the industry like Dwight if I was looking for you I knew to go over to the stern area and I would yeah. probably see you no, versus right. if I was yeah. looking for a pinball personality who's another podcaster I would walk over to the free play area and probably see them so I I did like that kind of separation but I'm also such a novice like that was my first one it was so much fun though oh my gosh I I think I permagrinned for like two and a half weeks after it's so much and I fun. can see I can see Expo being frustrating, for, you know, if you if you're an out if you're not you know if you're not an, a a vendor, because I was able to come and go as I want. I could walk right in anytime I want. I could go play the games before people came in. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. I enjoyed it because because the area you know the the cool you had kids that good side, badge. the cool kids side of the room you know was the vendor hall and and I wanted to go play. I know I, I got to play Van Halla, I got to play um, Hot Wheels, I got to play Cactus Canyon, and those are all exciting, fun things to play. I, and I, I did and love I never the played part. it before, and I could do it, and I didn't have to wait in much line, so it was good. No, nice. and and I saw that because 
I did not have a cool badge. I didn't have the cool bracelet. However, I put a sticker inside of a bot lanyard and I was able to get in and out without a problem. And people who actually had the badge or the sticker or the bracelet or whatever, they all kind of struggled. And I was like, no, I'm going over there to help set up because I literally put a flipping out sticker in my, my lanyard. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 you're fine. And honestly, I hate to sound sexist on this one, but I think it was because they actually recognized, oh, there's that one girl. <laughs> She'd been here all week. Yeah, you know, because, I mean, realistically, though, like, it's, it's, right, it was it's, me and Rebecca. Know, with a front stride it. and a clipboard in your hand, you can pretty much walk into anything. If That's a great movie. If you look with enough RBF, you can get in anywhere. RBF? Resting, Resting ball and face. face. Resting what face? B face. It's a family friendly show. I don't want to say it, but if I have a resting B I T. Yep, that one. Okay. Yep, that one. Yep. If I have that face on and I look like I am way more important than whoever's checking badges, I can tend to get into anywhere. But uh. Resting Bitcoin face. Yes, my resting Bitcoin face. And Bitcoin was up that week. Let's see that face. Can I see it now? Let's. Well, I I thought you would anyway. I, yeah, no, I can't really do it on demand unless I'm just really annoyed. I just I wanted to go play pinball. Like I didn't want to have to sit in front of. Me. And realistically, we we were we were trying to set up games and we were trying to help out. And and there were people I wanted to talk to that I wasn't going to get to spend any time with outside of that. Like I wanted to go over to Stern and I wanted to say hi to you. I wanted to go over to other manufacturers areas and say hi to individuals I knew. I wanted to play some of the homebrew pins and and there was no way you were getting near those when everything opened up. So it it was fun. It was a blast. I had so much Santa was good to me for, for TP or for expo. It was a good time. It was all right. I'm really short. I learned that. I'm so short. It's okay though. Yeah. But you're mighty. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easier to decorate the bottom part of the tree. But I'm bumped. Is that a fat joke? No, that's a that's a that's a height discrimination joke right there. <laughs> I went back and started looking at some of the pictures, and everybody that I I met was like a head taller. Right, or like Jack Danger was probably you know four feet. I taller. have a picture of myself and Jack Danger, and that is something I do want to touch on. Um, I have a picture of myself and Jack Danger, and he was like walking out of kind of that back area that Stern had set up where all the shirts and everything were, and I was like. Oh my gosh, you know, you're Jack Danger. Congratulations on the release of the pin because the pin had just come out. Can I get a picture? And he was like, absolutely super, super nice guy. And he knelt down and he's still a head taller than me kneeling like down. Like on his knees? He was on one knee and he was oh, okay. still a head taller than me. And I was standing up and I was like, I really, really don't like pinball people. Did you meet Tom, Todd McCullen? Todd McCullen, too tall, Todd? Yes. Ex ex NBA player. He's pretty tall. So he was one of the first people I met. And, um, (laughs) and I was standing there talking. I forget. I think I was talking to my husband. I don't even remember now. And I looked over, like I'm talking to my husband on my right. And I look over to my left and I see a hip. Yeah. And I was like, uh, and I just kind of looked up and I was like, literally my first words to him were, holy S you are super tall. And he laughed and like, he was, Super, super nice. Everybody was nice. Yeah. But Todd, Todd's a big teddy bear. He's a big dude. 
very, very tall dude. Yeah, anybody who could literally slap the back box and the flippers at the same time has my respect. And he can. Go, going back for so, a minute, because there is a little pinball news. There is Uh-oh. a little pinball news. A little, a little toss-up in Stern. You guys, uh, you kind of lost one and added one. What did we do? So Santa's been good to Stern this year. I saw that you guys have a new designer. Um, we do. It's very exciting. Yes, a super, super happy for Jack Danger. Um, we love Jack, and Jack, I think, is really happy to be here. He seems it. He's a great ambassador for pinball. He is a phenomenal personality, and I I just hope the best for him. That is a hell of a lineup now you guys have for designers. It, so no it, pressure. It really is. <laughs> it really is. I've, I've, um, I've seen some of his you know, some of his early work and I'm really excited for everybody else to see it too. Like, so like, like I saw, I saw the Jurassic Park pin when he was first making, you know, when it was first a Whitewood and I'm like, holy shit, that's really cool. We should hire you. And then we did. And now I'm seeing, you know, what he's working on now. And it's, um, it's very exciting. So he's a full-time Stern employee now, right? He's a full-time designer. Yep. Okay. As of yesterday, I think was the announcement. Um, today we're recording. It's December 21st. So as of December 20th, I think was the official announcement that came out. Yeah, he's been a full-time designer for a couple of weeks now, I think. And I think they just, you know, they announced it yesterday. Nice. Super, super awesome. So, so a lot of talent. I love that you guys are incorporating more of the competitive players. I mean, obviously, there's that one guy that you guys added a few years ago that um kevin guy or oh what's his name uh uh keith elwin that guy you know Kev, yeah keith right keith, keith yeah keith. him so you know i'm i don't i haven't seen him play because i so he might be good playing i don't know but he's I, he's you pretty know, i've heard it he's pretty damn good at designing games but i want to break some news here um, I heard this rumor going around the water cooler just a few days ago at Stern, and I think Keith's going to retire. I think he said something about four games and done. That's what I think. You know, Romance, and I California. Was, it yeah, makes sense. Yeah, cause yeah, yeah. I was I was actually talking to some of the guys on Loser Kid uh, Pinball Podcast, who, you know, Keith is kind of a regular on there, and and they have the inside scoop and they may or may not have alluded to the same thing. So I, I heard Keith was going to, you know, like, like he was going to buy a baseball team and then go play baseball. Nice. I, I mean, if he wants a football team, the Jags are probably going to be for sale. Oh, the Jags, the, the, the Jags oh, are great. Jaguars. I love oh, my dad used to live in Tampa. Well, and then Jacksonville. And, and, uh, so I know all about him. You yep. guys could have been neighbors. We could have been. Um, I went to every game for the first five years, and then they told me to sit down and shut up during a championship game. And I was like, um, uh, we're at a football game. So, no, that's not going to happen. This isn't really? a library. But, yeah, go go, go Jaguars. We got our first-round ja- draft pick uh, secured, kind of, if we keep playing the way we have been because Detroit is actually doing better than us. <laughs> So, yeah, so go Jaguars. Um, congratulations to Jack Danger. We look forward to seeing what you have to offer to the pinball community as you continue to move forward. Best of wishes. Um, yes, absolutely. And and I think that's a great segue, too, because individuals who are competitive players are a new category for the Pinball Industry Awards. 
And Dwight, I know that was something you were interested in. I I am on the Pinball Industry Awards Committee, and um, we have added pinball personalities. So anybody who has a social media following, whether it be streaming or podcasting or Facebook and Pinterest and TikTok and <laughs> you know whatever else, I I don't know. I'm really old. I don't know all the lingo lingo anymore. You're you're not really old. I'm really old. But oh. but um. I saw that too. I saw that um, you can be a competitor and be a judge, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. So, so we would absolutely love um, competitive players to be a judge because honestly, competitive players are very aware of games that are out. They know the rules. They know the layouts. They know the play fields very well. They know the artwork very well because obviously they're studying those. So, so there is an opening, um, so could um, but you can't be an industry person, correct? And, and be a competitor and be a PIA judge. Correct. Um, we well like, like Ray so, Day or Keith Owen or well, Zach you know Sharp Ray Day's or, kind of the worst. So we kind of don't let him into anything. He's like the kid that we ban at the club um, door. But no, oh. we we do love Ray Day. <laughs> um, so the rule that we have standing right now that we are vetting is we, we basically have a Trudeau rule rule. And um, uh. yeah, you have to be pretty heinous to not let us for us to not let you in. We um there, there is a rule that if you have left or been let go of a, a pinball manufacturer and intellectual property, um, anybody who is contributing to a title, whether it was released or not, within a certain time period, unfortunately, you're not eligible to participate because we don't want somebody who was recently fired or quit due to some circumstance coming on and um, swaying the votes in an unfair, unbiased way. So I'm excited to that that those sound great. I'm excited to see what you guys are doing in the new this year in PIA. And and honestly, Stern has a huge huge presence because there were so many title releases, and there were other manufacturers. I mean, we had releases from Spooky, we had releases from Multimorphic, we had releases from. They'll help me out. Who else do we have you, it? You were looking for uh, <laughs> Halloween and. Uh, that was. Yeah. Halloween yeah, and Ultraman yeah, yeah. is spooky. Yeah. There yeah. were a lot this year, though. Um, yep. So Haggis, yep. Haggis gave us um, Fathom. Celts. Uh, no. Celts was right? announced previous. That was last year. And I don't believe they had anything. American. American Pinball was the other manufacturer. Yeah. Okay. With, with Valhalla. And with Valhalla. Valhalla. Yes. So, so there's a lot um, going on with that. So, so more to be announced. And then obviously, you know, the pinball network announced that there will be a TPN network channel that's going to be released independent of Twitch in which there are streamers and personalities, et cetera, et cetera, available. Um, Check out our free play pinball podcast, Facebook page. There's more on that, but there is more to come as far as the, PIAs, we wish the best of luck to all of the individuals who are nominated, all of the individuals who are recognized. Ultimately, it's been a really damn good year for pinball. Crazy year for pinball. It's been crazy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dwight, you're still employed, so that's a good sign, right? It, it, 
we're, I'm still employed, but Stern is still is like firing at all thrusters, and we can't make games fast enough. And I I've never seen it like this before. I mean, it's it's really crazy. We're in you know, the middle of a pandemic, and you can't get games to people fast enough during a recession and a pandemic. But the pandemic is part of the problem. Because but of, the recession, there's also a recession. Like people are foregoing other fun stuff for pinball machines, and now there's wait lists forever. Go ahead, Bill. You, we'll let you talk. So <laughs> you were instrumental in the Bailey Williams days in the golden era of pinball, right? right. Or at least the golden era, in my opinion, from from my my perspective, in my age. A right? boon, a boon of pinball that happened in the '90s. Yes. Um, and it feels like a resurgence has happened similar to the nineties, right? It's so it's not, it's very, very different. Um, it's I, in some ways it's much bigger than it was in the nineties. And in some ways it's much smaller than it was in the nineties. In the nineties, the industry was pumping out a hundred thousand games a year. And, th- and right now we're pumping out much less than that, but, but pinball seems to be much more like in pulp, you know, saturated pop culture, pulp culture than it was in the 90s it's it's everywhere and people are buying it in the homes you know these we we went from we went from street pieces to expensive toys in people's basements Mm -hmm. and 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 it's so it's very very different and and but it's still a boon all the same so was williams really putting out a hundred thousand games a year the industry the whole industry okay all right so so like six six different companies um williams bally data east gottlieb um, what, yeah, exactly, et cetera. Yeah, okay, all right. So let's but let's it, say Williams yeah, had yeah. 60,000 games a year that they were putting on the street. Would that be fair? I, I don't, I haven't done the math, but sure. Neither have I, okay. But you were around when Williams had their factory on uh, 3601 North California Avenue. Don't ask me why I remember that, but I do. 3401. 3401, okay, fine, close enough. Um, two blocks <laughs> away in the city. <laughs> So the feel that you have now, working at Stern, does it kind of feel reminiscent of the craziness back in the day? Because, I mean, Williams was pumping out, you know, um, let's start off at 91 with Terminator. You had Terminator, you had Getaway, you had Fishtails. Yeah. Um, but to be Twilight honest, and this isn't, this isn't going to be nice to some people, but to be honest, what's going on at Stern, like the, 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 per, the, the studio that George Gomez has created, is much better <laughs> than than the toxic, like, the design teams fighting against another world that I lived in back in the 90s. So, it's, it, it, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't horrible back then, but, but, you know, I, and I didn't know better because I was just a young punk kid, right? But now I know better, and, and this is a much better collaborative and conducive environment that we got going on at, you know, the, under George than we had, you know, at, at, at Williams. Mm-hmm. Even though it was great at Williams, but this is better. Crazy. Crazy times, though, Dwight. I mean, with pinball yeah. pricing in general, I mean, this stuff is shot through the roof. Um, and people are still buying it. You know, I mean, if we were to rewind the clock three years, right? Would, okay. Do you think anybody would have... <laughs> if we rewind the clock three years, do you think anybody in the industry would have figured that pinball would have had such a resurgence that it has had as of late? No, I, mm-hmm. no. Okay. Yeah. If I mean, go I back, think... like, like, like if you go back to when I'm sitting there making game of Thrones, you know, in the first time or ghostbusters 
or you know Star Wars, right? I think that we're doing pretty good and we've got good big plans for the future. And like even back then, we, you know, like Insider Connected was on the horizon. We knew, you know, we were going to have something at some point someday. And um, but we didn't know then that we could, you know, that we would have a huge back order and couldn't make games fast enough. Mm -hmm. Just I mean, just in in general, it's just craziness. It it is good craziness. And and you guys are expanding and going out of your mind trying to keep up with production we are we and but we're producing more like even even after covid we're producing more now than ever before and and we still can't keep up and you're the furthest behind you've probably ever been well i i can't speak to that you know but but i think so yeah yeah i think it's kind of interesting on my yeah and i think it's kind of interesting um because last episode we we did have a zombie yeti on and now two weeks in a row, George Gomez is he, his praise are being sung so highly on how much he has done for pinball and how amazing he has been. as a positive influence on it. So I absolutely, I absolutely love that. And I think that's great that, that he's kind of turned that mentality of dog eat dog, like your design versus their design. And you're in the same company and like, Yo, you're on the same team. Yeah, yeah. If like if I'm at Stern and I see something on somebody else's game that I can help with, we all we just help. You know, mm-hmm. we go, hey, it would be better if you did this, or it'd be cool. I I did something like that once one day, and you know, I thought you know it'd be you know this is what I learned from it. And I think that's so cool too, especially with the broad range of experience now, because you're not just bringing in these engineers and these trade school designers you're bringing in people who have played competitively with somebody like Ray Day or somebody like Keith Elwin who are working in various aspects of it mm-hmm. that they have hands-on real world experience with what works and what doesn't yeah Ray Day is um, a rising star in, 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 in software and and the more I talk to him the more I'm impressed um, you know and it's just really too bad that Keith's that Keith's going to retire you know it is it is but I've I've heard there's a skate park somewhere in Southern California that is just calling his name. <laughs> oh, good old Keith. He yeah. was a great we'll, goat while he was there. We'll miss him. Yeah, you know but I'm there's gonna, others. If you don't mind, I've got one more question for you, Dwight. It, as many um, as you want. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. I'm not, we're gonna talk, but uh, so have you ever seen the uh, the tilt the battle to save pinball the DVD or no? I don't think you I, have because I've talked I, to you about so it. So I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen it like start to finish. I okay. think I've seen bits and pieces of it. Like I get that one confused with, with the special one lit one. And okay. I don't. I haven't seen all of that one either. But so they were talking about the design team for Star Wars Episode One. Right. And John Papadou, how Cameron yep. Silver. Well, and how that game, um, they had to go to the ranch to read the script, but they couldn't take it with and that kind of stuff. And that game was actually designed behind closed doors and the other designers and stuff were not allowed to see it because they were so protective of the intellectual property. Correct. I think Um, I know where you're going and I think you're right. Don't tell him he's right. I can't live with him if he's right. So, um, making games in a vacuum is often not great. And that's, you know, and I I wasn't going to say Star Wars episode one is a bad game. Well, Uh, it sold 5,000, which was still pretty good. Yeah, um, but it's turned now. That is not the atmosphere, is what it sounds like. Well, right? they were under contract. 
they had contractual needs to stay behind closed doors and that was like a legal problem um and it wasn't as in a vacuum as you might as it i mean like so the other design team sure didn't get across pollinate with them but still very creative people like larry damar could go in there he was even though he wasn't on the on the team he was still one of the one of the cool people that one of the cool kids that could go back there and and help them if they needed it but um papaduke didn't want help i think that was more of the problem i think even if even if they you know were out you know with the rest of us john often would like like get an idea in his head and like go down a railroad track and not want to be helped so when all that is going on at the time right um what were you working on i know you had just kind of finished up revenge from mars right so right we were we were working on so um a few things were happening. We were trying to we were trying to form a new team, and we were trying to decide well who's going to make the next game. And it turned out that um, Scott Slomiani was going to design Haunted House, and um, so we were we were starting to work on. So like Pat was making Wizard Blocks. Yep, George was right? on Playboy, right? Um, I don't I, know. I, so from so what I've heard, Playboy this is all speculation. No, well, Playboy was going to be the very first Pinball 2000 game, and I was, I I made some of the very first modes on Pinball 2000 platform where you would, you would, you know, like like hit targets and 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 photos would show up where you were hitting them, you know, like like and it was playing um, the Jay Giles song, you know, at the time, you know, like right centerfold or whatever, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. centerfold is playing and pictures are showing up as you as you hit the ball around the playfield. And um but then we sort of scrapped that and I don't know if we ever came back to it. If you tell me we did, maybe we did. Like if it was <laughs> in a documentary or something, maybe it we wasn't did. A, but, it, yeah, it's been out there that, that but, George was working on Playboy. But right. I was sort of I was sort of loosely attached to the Haunted House team and we were in design meetings like every day trying to make a cool Haunted House thing. I didn't and even know about the was, haunted. I don't even know that that's out in the public, Dwight. That haunted house was a rumored. Uh, oh, it was going to be pretty great. It was. They were going to be a carousel in the attic, and and we had this whole story worked up where a wedding was taking place, and then a microburst happened and like killed everybody in the wedding party, all at once. And you know, and and they were there. Oh, they so were. It was that, like Avengers Endgame. Game. Avengers what? The end game when they snap when Thanos snaps. You know, he is inevitable. Oh, but this is much more, you know, wind blowing through the field and, you know, oh, scary. Can we can we twist this into our Harry Potter theme? No, hold on. <laughs> a carousel in the attic sounds pretty kick-ass. Yeah, it, it's it a was, requirement. It was it was going to be like an explore the house kind of a game and like went from and depending on you would go you know make a shot into a hole and I'm, I'm probably not going to remember all this correctly but you you know make a shot into a hole and then the room you know then the the video would change and you would change rooms and of course this is like a giant mansion so we could put you know like like there could be a kitchen with knives being thrown at you and you have to dodge the knives or or whatever right and and then eventually there was a carousel in the in the attic yeah dude i am i am actually sad that we never got to see that me too you you know that uh, pinball 2000 was gonna was gonna go leaps and bounds like so like everything it was gonna mature like like revenge from mars and star wars was just the beginning like we were learning how to how to light up like 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 integrate the technology better yeah yeah so that so that 
more like what we did on Stranger Things. On Stranger Things, how you had videos on all, every little thing, mm-hmm. and and then wherever wherever we didn't want a video, we could we could didn't have to put one. That was that was sort of where Pinball 2000 was going to go. Did that get off the ground with the uh, design, or was it still in the uh, uh, early design stages? The haunted house was just some drawings that that Scott Slomiani had made, and and just a lot of so so nothing. So there was never a whitewood or anything like that, as far as that went. Or, no, or there was there was, okay. there was no whitewood. Wow, Dwight, I, that that is late breaking. I don't think I've ever heard that. So if you don't mind, I'd love to leave this in the podcast. Oh, I don't mind at all. No. Okay. All right. Well, Dwight, I, I I know you got stuff to do. So, man, unless you've got some other things you want to add, we'll uh, free up Dwight and let him. I have a few minutes on. if you get it. But I don't wanna, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to rush you guys. No, no, you're no, fine. You're fine. We don't want to take up your time because we know that you were busy handing out Christmas joy to all of the other good boys and girls in the pinball I, land. I have I have like three or four more hours of work to do tonight. Oh, my God. Why are you yeah. on here with us? <laughs> because Bill asked me and I said yes. And it's no big deal. It's it's a break. I'm taking a break. Uh, well, I'm buying burritos next. Remember that. No, it's my turn. No, it's my it's, turn. It's my turn. No, no. He won a bet. Let him. I will buy burritos next because it's my turn. Because I, I, no, no, you don't get to buy burritos until you're actually present. Ugh. All right. I, that's, I, that's what I get out of it is your company. All right. Either way, Christmas that. burritos. But yes. No, I love Dwight. that. And and it's on a goal to get up there and see you. Dwight, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. We love that you took the time. I know you were incredibly and insanely busy. And we just we love everything you're doing for our, the pinball community. And I just love talking to you. A man that never sleeps. I, <laughs> I, I, I get sleep once in a while, but thanks that the, you're, you're too kind. And, and, you know, thank you. And Merry Christmas and happy new year. And, Absolutely. Yes. Merry Christmas. And to all of our free play, play fans. We want to say thank you to Dwight once again, and everybody, thank you for joining us. Everybody have a happy holiday, a safe holiday. And may uh, pinball prosper in the new year. And we all get titles. We absolutely love. Absolutely. Uh, may your dreams come true. May you be good this year. And may Santa drop something really C-E-L-E or premium down your chimney. Sounds kind of, you know, kind of, never mind. Kind of dangerous. <laughs> it was kind dangerous. of dangerous. It was a little yeah. dirty. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for all of your support through these 11 episodes of Free Play Pinball Podcast. This was truly a gift that nobody could ever, ever expect. Thank you so much, Bill, for being at my side during all of this. And thank you so much, Dwight. This is your second episode out of 11 that you've joined us. That is a gift a little girl could never, ever expect, but is truly, truly thankful for. Oh, I had a great time. Um, thanks for having me. And I, I look forward to coming back again. And yes. Merry Absolutely. Christmas to everybody and Happy Hanukkah and and Happy Holidays to the entire pinball community. All right. So, everybody, I think that's a wrap. Everybody, go enjoy your holiday. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And we all look forward to uh, pinball in 2022. Thanks, everybody.